VC is very biased. It's usually a lot of men investing in men um, and kind of in, that sa in, the, in the same types of, of um, products and startups. And so they, and founders, exactly. And they said, okay, and usually Atomico themselves, they only invest at Series A. And they said, okay, how do we get into startups earlier? How do we find the right talent earlier? Um, and also in something different. This is Female Business Angel Podcast. Your go-to destination if you're a business angel or would like to get into angel investing and don't know where to start. Or if you just want to find out how we tick. We're Tina and Katja, both business angels from Berlin. Well, I'm a VC now. We will interview established female business angels about how they got started and how it is going, including all the best tips and tricks. So get ready for some insider stories and personal empowering moments and revelations with these incredible women. Welcome to this journey with us. Hi, Janie. Super good to have you here at this beautiful scene studio in our rooftop podcast place. Yeah, thanks so much, Katja. Thanks for having me. Yeah, finally. So I think you are one of the last female business angels that has to come to our podcast. So finally it happened. And uh, super happy it worked out that spontaneously. So please introduce yourself. I think it's very exciting how you juggle being an entrepreneur, running your own successful startup and being an angel investor. And also we bump into each other at all these events. So how do you how do you do all these things and how do you how do you stay sane and focused? Yeah. Um, yeah. So first of all, I'm, I'm Jenny. I'm uh, the co-founder of April. Um, April is a startup that uh, pretty much delivers fertility and family-forming benefits. So that's when your employer is paying for things like egg freezing, IVF, but also adoption, surrogacy, not only for women, but also for men, uh, to make it as inclusive as possible. Um, and next to this, I'm also angel investing, um, mostly through the Atomico Angel Program. Um, I joined that program uh, one and a half years ago. Um, and it's super nice because it gives me pretty much a little bit of money that I can invest in the startups that I think, um, yeah, the, will be the most successful, create value, um, and also support the things that I believe in. Yes, tell, tell us more. How did, you, how did you get into the angel program? How did you start? How did it, how, was it like the... They chose you, you chose them. Yeah. I, it's I mean, a match. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I mean, I get this question a lot. And I think for me... Um, when I started my own company um, at, at the end of 2019, I also realized that oh, kind of a lot of angel investors invested in my company, and I was and I was like uh, really surprised or kind of like realized that that's kind of how it works. Uh, you don't have to invest crazy amounts, um, and I realized I also wanted to give something back, um, and uh, I still had some a little bit of money that I made from my previous company that uh, then uh, IPO'd. And so like I started initially investing with my private money, uh, like really small amounts um, through a syndicate here in Berlin. Um, and uh, after two investments, for some reason, it was, I still remember, I was uh, in, in Portugal uh, for New Year's Eve pretty much. And I think on the 5th or 6th of January, I suddenly received an email from Atomico saying like, hey, 
have you heard of this program that we're doing? Uh, and would you like to join? And I was like, I don't know my, what my heart did, but it's like my face, I was just like crazy. It's like they asked me and I had no idea why. Um, and I think that's a little bit the, the, the funny thing because a lot of people ask me like, how do you get or did you get into this program? Like is there like an application process or anything? And I, there's not. Um, it's a little bit, I guess, random. And I think um, the way the Atomico program was designed is that it's supposed to, you know, that they, they saw back in the days like, okay, VC is very biased. It's usually a lot of men investing in men um, and kind of in that same, in the same types of, of um, products and startups. And so they. And founders. And founders, yeah. exactly. And they said, okay, and usually Atomico themselves, they only invest at Series A. And they said, okay, how do we get into startups earlier? How do we find the right talent earlier? Um, and also in something different. And we probably need people that come from a different background and that, that have different views. Um, and so they usually, the, when, you, when you look at the people that are in that program, it's like super broad and, and uh, it's a variety of people from like really people that work in NGOs, soccer players, Uh, and like really, really broad. Um, of course, also people from the startup scene. And, and I think for me, it's because, I mean, I started April back then and it was all about diversity and inclusion. I think, you know, for them, it kind of was a good match. Uh, and yeah, so that's kind of how I got in. Um, and uh, usually the program is only one year and you get like 100,000 US dollars uh, to invest. And uh, for me, that program was just extended uh, with a bunch of other people that also extended the program. And yeah, so right now... I'm second year in. Second year in, uh, and yeah. I really enjoy it. That's why I had no idea there are also NGO and uh, NGO people and soccer players. So talking about bias, I mostly know women like yourself running a startup or working for, for startup, for an early stage startup as an operator of a unicorn who are members of Atomico program, like, you know, some ladies from the UK and from Holland as well. So, No, it is. I mean, yeah. of course, there, there, is, there, there are people that are from the ecosystem, um, but then there are, again, also people that have a completely different background. And I think that's what makes the whole program so exciting. And they're still experimenting with this as well, right? Like uh, in, in, the, in the first years, it was more like a, almost like a class, like a batch, and we all started at the same time. And now they're experimenting and saying like, okay, we leave it open because like over the course of the year, we just meet people and we just bring them in um, as we meet them. So that's also the new uh, the new. Yeah. So it's not like the one year. Yeah, that's uh, Sophia Benz set it up, right? Back exactly. in the days and now it's uh, being iterated. Yeah, exactly. And, she she uh, so. used to work at Atomico and now she's at Cherry Ventures and uh, but still I think it's her heritage. So baby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and do you meet do you meet other angels? Do you have like a virtual huddle or like get togethers or something? Or is it um, more of a like Slack channel and And so I think, I mean, Atomico, they are based in the UK. So a lot of the activities are in the UK and they're in their office in London. Um, and so, but we have a lot of like, I mean, the program started when there was still a pandemic. So um, we have a lot of uh, uh, video conferences together. I mean, that's what I mean with like, for me, it was more like I started with the class. So of course, I met a lot of the people like virtually in the beginning. We have a Slack channel where we share deal flow, uh, where people share um, like the investments and in general, just like que questions, right? It's also a learning opportunity for everyone who's joining the program. Of course, I was not an expert. I'm still not. Um, but it's really nice to have these experts and kind of say like, uh, you know, how do you look at the term sheet and, and how do you evaluate actually like a company? Is, is the evaluation too high or too low? Or like, how do you, how do you do this? And I think this was super good 
um, to to get started in the beginning. Um, and so, of course, and then uh, uh, last year over Christmas, I met most of the uh, angel program participants uh, in Primarily. person, and that was really nice as well. IRL yeah. gathering. It's really cool. And how did it change your perspective as a founder on angel investing? Because you've, I mean, you're on both sides of the table, so... Yeah, and that's that's yeah. for me personally. It's it's the coolest experience because it's also a bit weird because I'm so early in my own kind of startup experience. Right, we just raised seed, um, and before like when I started the program, we were still a pre-seed company, uh, and then looking at other comp like founders and pitch decks and realizing, and I'm like okay, I, I'm supposed to give you like a valuation or to invest in you and kind of give you advice, but I'm still like in that same position. And it's, it, it was a little bit weird. And and I don't know, um, I was in the beginning, I thought like, okay, who am I that I can judge you? Um, but I think it turned out that it's actually, for me, I, it was a really nice learning experience to see other people's pitch decks and to realize that I, you know, can be bolder in what I say. And I think it's also seeing... Because like in the moment I was announced as part of this program, like I got like a, a, a like shitload of, of pitch decks yeah. everywhere. Um, and it's like you automatically have a lot of deal flow, of course, from a lot of men as well. Uh, and I still appreciate that. But for me, because I set my investment thesis from the beginning, it took a while to to think about what I actually wanted to do. But I would say like I usually invest in, in, in startups with at least one female founder or one founder from an underrepresented group. Um, and usually from like, you know, my, my experience comes from like B2B sales, um, kind of fintech as well, um, and now more like health tech. So I usually say like, in a way, it should be something that makes the world a better place in one way or the other. Um, and so I have, usually I, I kind of push back on a lot of the pitch decks. But it's um, it's really nice to see like how bold people are and like how crazy like they sell their their stories and um i think this was super important for for me and i also share this uh, usually with my co-founder toby for us as a as a learning experience to see like how do other people kind of uh, position themselves and it's really strong and sometimes especially we as women need to be bolder uh, yeah. on these things it's like about the storytelling and self-confidence and probably also giving your feeling being like eye to eye with other entrepreneurs and other investors, it's, um, yeah, you, you try to get your business off the ground. So it's, yeah, but I'm, but I think it's, uh, it's, it's really interesting to like, start as an angel and then as a founder and at the same time, because also like being a founder, there are sprints where you just can't get back with your feedback to, you know, other entrepreneurs pitching to you. So it's just, can be overwhelming so find it like with my personal experience so the so i have to deprioritize like certain things or your business partners also kind of ask you okay uh, what's your focus uh, like how can you juggle that many things and um so how how do you how do you prioritize that is it also like time frame wise or yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then i mean for me it's a bit like you know for when you're I really enjoy doing this. And when you when you have a passion project, you always find time for something you really enjoy. Mm. And so in the first year, it was a little bit easier for me to to navigate this. I feel, I feel like now, like that we raised our own seed round and like we're hiring more people and a lot They're is going, going on. To speed, um, it's like I, and a lot of people heard that for me in the last few months. It's like I had to say like, sorry, I need a break at the moment because mm. I have to focus on my own company because mm. that's my priority number one. Um, and so I'm trying. I'm right now trying to kind of really 
uh, not take too many meetings, don't meet anyone for coffee because I really want to focus. Because um, I really, if I invest in a company, I also want to provide them with like time and my my attention. And yeah. I feel like I just don't want to invest money because I think that's really not it. But uh, at the moment, I feel like I don't really have the time. So I kind of push back a little bit. So it's all about like, you know, what's important, what personally is important for you. But I really enjoy it. So I, I definitely want to make more time uh, for it again. Um, and I already have like some investments in the pipeline right now. So I'm not too too worried um, because it's also I need to spend the money as well um, uh, within within that year. Um, but yeah, it's... It's it's actually it, it is it is work. It's additional work, and I do this in the evenings or on the weekends. Usually, kind of like going through this. Um, but again, it's also you know when you I mean you know this yourself. It's like once you're part of that ecosystem, yeah. you Automatically, also meet a lot of people, and you also get excited about people, and it's it's a natural it's, it's a natural best. thing. But it's, yeah, I yeah. think the one thing I need I, I had to mm. learn is to how to say no, uh, and how to kind of also say like okay now is not the time for Set me. boundaries. Yeah. Exactly. And so um, tell us more about your very, very first angel investment. What was it and how did it happen? And also how did your investment thesis or focus maybe changed over over the course of time? Because you've learned a lot, so you have different perspectives. You've done some yeah. investments now, so you look differently at the founders and at the pitch decks. Do, do you want to like the first private angel investment or through Atomico? Um, I don't know, whatever is the better fit like for this story, you know, for the... Um, whatever you want to reveal. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 because I think that mm. it's, it's, it's a little bit different because like mm. my very first angel investment was um, a company that is doing a kind of a B2B marketplace for recycled plastic. Okay. Um, and it's, I got in it through, because I mean, Atlantic Labs was my own pre-seed investor uh -huh. and someone from the uh, uh, Atlantic Labs kind of ecosystem started their own syndicate okay. uh, Max Bader not sure if you, if you know him and he pretty much approached me and said like Jenny I'm doing this uh, are you actually interested in angel investing and I always knew I wanted to do this I wanted to give something back and um, uh, he kind of told me about that one startup and and I was like I mean the founder is a surfer uh, I mean Doesn't you know match. we're talking about recycled plastic in the ocean I'm a surfer mm -hmm. um, so for me it was like wow this is something that's really close to my heart and I really believe that something needs to change there uh, and so for me that was like the first I mean it actually it was a nice thing I knew I, I think my, my first investment was like 5,000 euros so very small amount because I was very careful and like okay am I just throwing money away right now or not um, but I felt like once I did it it felt really nice and I knew okay it's I'm probably not going to see it again for the next I don't know a few years or maybe if, never or maybe never no. yeah, but it doesn't matter because it feels right yeah. uh, to do this um, and so this this was kind of my my mm. entry point and then so my tickets became a little bit bigger um, and then when the Atomico program started um, that was really funny because uh, I'm I mean I'm in this fertility space um, and I'm I met uh, uh, Caroline uh, Mitterdorfer from Levy Health um, and in the beginning, because we were still kind of almost like she just started the company and I met with her a few times and I thought, wow, she's really good. She's also doing something in the fertility space. I'm like a little bit worried. Um, she could be really strong competition. And it was like, I had you are in the same space. Like, yeah, it, but in the beginning, yeah. we were like more because we were okay. a B2C startup as well. Okay, and okay. she also started a B2C startup. And I was like, oh, this could be dangerous for us because I think she's really, really smart <laughs> and really, crowds. really, really yeah. good. 
Um, and when the Atomico program started, and I knew we pivoted anyway to a little bit of a different space, um, I thought, okay, you I, I, your... I, yeah, I'd, I'd actually want to invest because when I'm scared of her, I think she's really good, and yeah. I think I should, I should invest. Um, and so this was like my first before the program was even announced. I already kind of committed to, uh, to invest in her. Spy strategy. Well. Yeah, <laughs> it would. It's, it sounds now like spy, but mm. like I think for both of us, it's yeah. actually a really good move um, because it's it's really complementary. Um, and I you love can drive the space um, exactly and... together, and I think also from her side, she's very. Um, she always says, like, he, even if we're competition, like, we, with all, everyone out there, we at least need to talk with each other and uh, yeah. look each other into the eye. Uh, and right now, it's just, like, really, I'm, I'm so glad that I did it because, I mean, she is great, the company is great, um, and it also kind of helps us to kind of really understand the, the industry. Yeah, and I think it, and it's never, like, the winner takes it also. And I think this is the like, really booming space that there there can be, like, enough players yeah. that, you know, the, the cake is big enough for, for everyone. Yeah, and, but it's also, it's like, you know, the, for me, the feeling was, like, if I'm scared mm -hmm. of someone, mm -hmm. I mean, she must be really good. Like, you know, it's like this, and, and, and I, yeah. And for me, it's more like also, in general, when I do angel investments, And I think that's for everyone. In the beginning, you're not, it's not so important if the business model is perfect. For me, it's really about like, do I believe in the person? And mm. uh, is the industry interesting? And mm -hmm. do I believe that the person, even though I don't know if the business model that is on the pitch deck mm -hmm. is the perfect just yet, can they figure it out on the way in the next two, three, five years? Um, and I think this is like, if I have this feeling that they're going to figure it out, then... I'm how learning, how yeah. do you find it out? Uh, is it just feeling, gut feeling? Or do you ask around? Do you ask to some totally. questions? So for okay. me, it's a lot about gut feeling. And I try not to be um, too dependent on others. Uh, of course, there are topics where I have no clue, where I kind of send this over to an expert and say, like, what do you think? Mm. Um, but what I hate myself when when angels do this is like, mm, yeah, like if you if the, if the round is like 80% full, then come back to me and I'm, you know, I'm investing. And I'm like, I don't want to be like that. If I have an opinion, if I'm convinced, I'm doing it, no yeah. matter who is joining or not. Um, and I think this is a little bit, I'm, I'm trying to focus really on my gut feeling. And if I don't have this like 100% hell yes uh, kind of mm. feeling, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're supposed to be like first money in. As exactly. an angel investor, you're supposed to come into the round even before the VCs come in and bring exactly. the VCs along or like make the case. So exactly. That, that's why you pitch to the angels. Also. Exactly, and I think that's also what, what you need in the beginning. You need people that um, are your champions, you. that believe in you because yeah. that, I know this myself. Like, I have these people and this is like, so important in the beginning it's like a little bit sometimes it's a it's a little bit therapy session and kind of coaching session it's just like someone that gives you a pep talk and kind of like keep pushing yeah um, you have great angels yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so i think that's important and that's kind of also what i try to give back yeah that's really cool yeah i think it's um yeah you're on a great journey and with, with your business and supporting other entrepreneurs um We always ask this question, if you could change one thing in this world, on this planet, it could be plastic and the ocean, gender equality, I don't know, something bigger. What what would it be? Yeah, I mean, there's you so many. So many yeah, yeah, there's so many things. And I think, I mean, this is yeah. like close to my heart, of course. Um, this uh, diversity and inclusion topic is really, really close to my heart. Um um, I mean, that's what, we are, what we're doing, what we do with, with April, because we believe that everyone should have the same chance to start a family. And it's all about like opening up and not like not sticking to this, like, okay, we grew up believing that uh, a child needs to have uh, a 
mother and a father and uh, they all need to be married. And that's kind of And they have popular. to be 27 exactly. or years old. Okay. Um, and I think like it, the world is changing and like there's so much more, uh, like there's so many more options and, and uh, kind of there's more color in like how families are built. Um, and I think this is super exciting and I wish, I wish like this change would happen much faster. Um, especially here in Europe, we're very behind uh, mm. in our thinking. Yeah. Even though we're so open on some things, and then there's still these like things that are so deeply ingrained in our like thinking processes. Yeah. Um, but that's what I how, love. How change. is it? And I mean, you're probably from the liberal family, but how is it in your own environment? Because you're like what you're doing is it's like a very bold um, change of like of of the future of like questioning the current status quo. It's um, Like to uh, for like fertility treatments for women, it's not. I think we've talked about that. It's not like very easy. It's also like hormone therapy, and so so. How what what is the reaction you're you're getting from from your environment? I mean, I personally grew up in a very traditional kind of environment. Um, happy like uh, mother, father, child kind of yeah. uh, setup. Um, but I think for me it's because I, I lived in also in the US, uh, where saw a lot of things, traveled a lot, and I think suddenly you realize that you know it's you know we all have our biases. I still have them as well, um, and it's it's just about like making realizing that it's it's uh, yeah it's it's just something in your head and it's a barrier in your head, and I think this is something. Um, You know, also when I when I explained this to my parents, right back in the days when I when I said like, look, I'm starting a company. It's about egg freezing and IVF, and they're like, what? okay, what? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, but I think when I, when I when I explained it to them, like why I believe this, I think they're also. I mean, it took a while, right? I don't expect anyone to immediately change mm. their mind, but it's like it's a it's a journey, and it's um, it's important that you start somewhere, um, and it usually it takes them like half a year, a year for them to really. To realize the process and to realize, yeah, that's actually cool. Like, why shouldn't like like a same sex couple have like child? It's super nice. Mm. Um, why shouldn't you have a child when you're single? Um, and so, kind of to accepting this and to see this. And of course, I think when you live in a city like Berlin or like London or whatever, um, you're just also more exposed to this, so it's a bit easier for mm. us to to accept this. Um, but I think that's why we need to push this more and give more people a chance so more people see it. And I think that's uh, yeah. how the loop is closed. Yes, actually, my yeah, my six years old daughter, they they all want to marry the same boy from, <laughs> from the kindergarten. And now they're starting school. And um, she's, uh, she, but but the boy doesn't want to marry them. He, mm. he doesn't want to marry like none of these girls. <laughs> so so she's asking me, okay, can I marry a girl? I was like, yes, of course you can. And can I have a child with a girl? Yes, you will need well like a daughter from from sperm, but you you can. It's like, oh, okay, interesting. And yes. yeah, in Berlin, like they are being confronted with that. We yeah. also had like another girl approaching us at the playground. I was having a business meeting with a with a friend of mine with a girl, and she said, "Okay, are you your mother?" So like, no, we are like actually talking business here, but we are more of like boring family kind of more traditional. <laughs> oh, but I have two mothers, and we're like a rainbow house. It's like this is great. That's so, beautiful, right? And yeah. uh, I think it this mm. shouldn't be seen as something. Oh, that's crazy, or that's uh, that's so sp special because it should be normal. Um, and I'm pretty sure. Um, it's gonna it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen in the next few years, and it's gonna be so much more normalized. Like step by step. So so this year is Christmas, family Christmas, and next year Christmas it will be fine. You will not be 
um, yeah, you will not have to explain. No, no, I think <laughs> um, I think now they're they're good, they're good, and they they are they're very board. proud. Yeah, they're on well. board with you. And, and what was um, maybe while well, you lived in the US, you moved around in Europe. What what was the most like uh, revelational moment when you realized, okay, wow, well, this is crazy. I'm biased as well, but hey, this is like the this is changing and like let's just embrace it was it like the like this topic the fertility topic or maybe something else where you said like okay well th this is like um, have to change my mind completely or... i think it's i think for the i mean there's so many things right i'm still mm. kind of there. i had these moments where i saw like men kissing and i was like okay this is triggering me a little bit in my head but like why is this because i was always raised at saying that this is wrong but mm. and then realizing wow this is bullshit because it's beautiful Uh, it's love and, and it's nice. But for me, of course, like this fertility topic is or like family forming topic is like where it becomes so obvious because then it's like, do you really believe that same-sex couples should have a child? Do you really believe that people should be married before they have kids? Like where does all What this come marriage? from? What yeah. is marriage? Marriage. Yeah. And it's like, it's like all these beliefs, like very old Christian, I mean, you can believe in whatever you want, but it's like, why limiting like other people for, you know, like thinking about marriage is also a thing. Like, uh, like 50% of marriage in, in Europe fail. It's Only still, 50. <laughs> maybe, maybe, it depends probably on the country, but uh, um, just saying and, and the children are still very fine and happy and okay. Um, and so I think that's, there's so many things that we need to clean up. Um, but I think, yeah, for in this, this fertility, I always say like when I also talk to companies, um, about fertility benefits, I always say like, when you talk about this, you also see the soul of a company because of course everyone wants to be diverse and in inclusive, inclusive, but it's mm. like suddenly when they have to think about, okay, how do I pitch this to my management and like, what will they think? This is like when you realize what they really believe yeah. in. Are they scared or do they, do they actually believe that this should be the same for everyone? And they have to make it their own pitch as well. Like exactly. They really want to sell it. Yeah, I heard a story about the DAX company that wanted to attract uh, IT talent and more diverse talent, but they, so they worked with a creative agency where my friend works and they would really not make their website in English. Wow. It was just in German, like in very complicated, uh, very formal German. And the agency would tell them, like, this is not the way. Like, right. if you want, like, techies, it's international. You have, it has to be, like... <laughs> yeah, but it's, like, also, like, in a way, it's okay, right? If mm. this is your DNA, I mean, you can't change. Stick what, to it, I mean, exactly. Yeah. It's, like, it's societal yeah. change. And this doesn't change overnight. It's, like, there will need, it probably needs a new generation. It probably needs, like, new, slow... Mm. Yeah. change and it's also okay and I think I had to accept this as a super annoying being a startup founder because like speed is like usually the one thing uh, that that you can influence but mm. if, you know and this on this on this topic not so much yeah maybe like two questions regarding your startup why the rebrand why is it April now is it because of spring and like the new beginning so yeah so I mean, yeah. We, we started a company it was still called Oviavo and Oviavo came from like we were like a B2C egg freezing business for women. So we thought ovaries kind of make sense, mm -hmm. oviavo, kind of that's where the name came from. But then when we did the, the um, pivot to B2B and we realized, okay, it's not only for women, but it's also for men, it's for everyone. How can we make this term more inclusive? Um, we knew we wanted to change it anyway. Also, oviavo, no one was able to kind of really say it correctly. Like mm -hmm. even the like people in the company was like Ovavio, 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 okay. like English-speaking yeah. people Fine. couldn't really. And so really we brainstormed um, kind of a lot around with the team, um, a lot around like allyship, how can we kind of make this more inclusive? And then 
we had three names and and April was one of them and uh, we registered three uh, because you know like you can mm. you never know like you have yeah. this six six month time period where people can still uh, file a kind of claim and um, uh, in this in this time period we kind of tested it with few people and April was the one that most people remembered and were mm-hmm. like com- comfortable with um, and of course it's like not April it's like spring and it fits like to our like you know it's a new beginning Plus new main. transition yeah, yeah kind of like something is growing um, family building it was like just like a really nice yeah. match that's that's really cool and then the second question I guess since uh, since you are in this space and so there are like fertility benefits for like B2B B2C companies so what else what other like re- revolutionary like groundbreaking business models or startups could you envision in that space to help to drive it forward is it like regulation I can t- give you an example it sounds a bit harsh maybe but for me so I have one child as you know I would probably have another one if there was like an artificial uterus like somewhere and yeah it sounds a bit matrix but I I I just don't see myself like juggling all the projects, all the professional projects I run and another pregnancy. Well, pregnancy was okay, but more like the first year with like giving birth, which was horrible, breastfeeding. So if I could outsource that, like, and I know that in, in the Netherlands, they already have artificial uterus for the babies who are born too early. So they are starting with that. So it doesn't have to be a clone, but it uh, it can happen outside of my body, for example, yeah. in, in the lab environment. So I would totally invest in something like that in 10 years <laughs> for the future generations. Yeah. And to be honest, I think mm. I, I also believe that this is going to happen. Um, I don't think this will happen very soon. Um, and this goes back to... to regulation. No, not only regulation, oh. but this is more society and our belief system and our values. And I think you will have a lot of enemies on that topic because like it's still uh, childbearing is kind of something it's emotional it's also a lot of studies you know that support that you know child needs that human connection in the beginning and it has a lot of good uh, uh, good things and I think there needs to be a lot of uh, probably uh, technologies that kind of uh, can make sure that produce that, 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 produce and- that exactly that, that feeling of safety and so on um But I think in, in general, I, I wouldn't go so far. So I, I actually, I, mean, I don't yeah, have a it's child. A, it's I just don't, I don't have a child yeah. just yet. That's why I cannot uh, judge this, but I can also, f- I, I was always scared of like, you know, giving birth because I feel like it's a crazy process. Oh. Like who came up with this? Um, <laughs> I was saying like, why can't we just like, yeah. you know. Not women. In, yeah, <laughs> like, like, a, like a duck just, you know, have an egg or something outside and it That grows outside. Cool. Yeah. It, it's pretty much what you are what you're just saying. Um, but I think for what was crazy for me in the beginning when we started this business is like we, um, uh, there, there was um, this one professor from, uh, from I think Berkeley, but he was Austrian. And he said, um, he was also the one of the uh, yeah, inventors of the pill. He said like, okay, the pill was the first um, uh, kind of uh, revelation for a woman. And now egg freezing is the second one. Um, and he believes actually that in, in 50 years, everyone will kind of like children will be produced through IVF treatments and kind of frozen sperm and, and eggs. Like, and sex is kind of only for pleasure, which is it anyway right now for 90, 99% of the times yeah. it's, it's, it's for pleasure. Um, and because a lot of people still say like, oh, I, I, I don't know, like IVF or in vitro fertilization, mm. why does this like sound so uh, unnatural? Why should I do this? Um, a, a child should be born with love and, and kind of by loving each other. And then uh, I'm not sure like how you experience this, but when I talk to friends that want to get pregnant, 
sex is not fun anymore and it has nothing to do with love. It's like a timed calendar, calendar yeah. uh, invite and in kind of like no matter if you're sick or not, like you have to perform and it's like not really, it's not really enjoyable anymore. Um, and so... I don't know. I am. I. I actually support this. Um, I the think scientific if, approach. Yeah, and there are, you can eliminate like certain genetic diseases, for for example. And I mean, they already do it. And exactly. not. I think not in Germany, but, but, but even in there, other I countries. Think if, if uh, mm. I mean, a lot of people when you talk about like genetic diseases, you kind of there's a very thin line between like where, what is too mm. far the and like world then, exactly. Yeah. Do you do you do you want to really? Uh, only get like the best DNA and kind of make sure mm. like and you can choose the you know is it a boy or a girl and and like what color of the eyes and mm. so on and hair and so on um, and I think this is a very thin line and but I think if we do put a, a good regular regulatory process in place to say like what is it that we actually want to support as a society and what not I think that's that's really good and even today I mean there are ways to kind of um, eliminate certain diseases um, but it's usually for very uh, heavy ones. Um, but I think there should be more more room to kind of explore this, for yeah. sure. So it's okay. So if I hear you right, <laughs> it's starting with beliefs and with the cultural norms of our exactly. society and then going back to regulations and yeah. well, the tech. You, you cannot overwhelm a society well, yeah. with this like crazy change, with this crazy change. Yeah. Um, I think you need to show that there's good in, in, in what like technology can do and especially medical technology. Um, and if you show this over time, I think people will also be more open to to mm. this. So yeah, storytelling again yeah, and evangelizing. Exactly. Yeah, this is like super fascinating. Maybe a wrapping up uh, for our listeners who are aspiring business angels and entrepreneurs. What would you? What What is the advice you would give them? How to start? How to get into the ecosystem? Like starting to? How can they start supporting other? female founders or how they could become founder themselves, how could they find their calling and um, yeah. crunch the problem, which is yeah, not always the problem like you you were confronted with. It could be something like completely new, like, like it was your case, right? From fintech to, um, it's not fintech, how do you call yeah, it? It's, so, it's yeah, yeah. health tech, B2B SaaS sometimes as well. Yeah, but that's the intersection of... Yeah, but it, I think in, in the end, it's all about yeah. like, it's networking, right? I mean, I started... Like, oh, you are I, the queen, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like, it's just like talking to people. That's yeah. kind of what helped for me because I had no clue how to do this. And I just like reached out to a few people and said like, look, I have this like cool idea. What do you think? And like in the beginning, people were like, yeah, it's nice, but no, that's not going to work. And I think I needed this feedback a lot um, and kind of this... But at the same time, also like talking to people then they make you just say like have you, have you met this and this person you should talk and then you talk to this person and then you talk to this person and it's like it keeps going and at some point someone says like I think this is really great I think I want to support this um, and I think getting angel investors on board is like almost a little bit the easier thing if you're good at storytelling because I mm -hmm. think angel investors always want to fall in love with a mm -hmm. person um, and if you if you manage this, this I think this is your entry yeah, your entry yeah. point into into the world like idea found of it yeah exactly and, yeah. and i think for angel investing on the other side i think that's a little bit harder um because in the beginning you don't really understand how this works and what the implications are and that's why my way was through the syndicate because like which then, one did you go with it was like from the uh, Atlantic. back back, okay. uh, back from back then from um uh, max bader okay uh, who's hmm. now like he, he founded a proper fund yeah. uh, so to say but back then it was more like a syndicate and it was easier for me because i trusted that person you need to find that person that you trust you that, is, that is hmm. that is managing everything um but i felt like here through that it's like 
I I understand how it works. I can just like, you know, it was, yeah, transfer some money somewhere and then suddenly like I get these like feedbacks and kind of how it works and kind of what, what I should expect. You know, sign some papers um, and that was like the easier way in the beginning. Yeah. So join the syndicates. Yeah, we've, I mean, we've had, I think, like 17 episodes so far, if I'm not mistaken, and from almost all European countries, really different territories from Southern Europe to like Germany. We we will have Nordic countries, France. We had a business angel from Italy and they all name drop different syndicates or angel collectives or groups you can join with the, like small tickets or even like without just giving back your time and supporting founders. So yeah, if you're really into it, just dig, dig into the like previous episodes and or just yeah, read the notes on like, Spotify or Apple. Well, Jenny, it's been great having you here. Like very inspiring journey. And uh yeah, we'll we'll be yeah, cheering from the sidelines and um yeah, yeah, for your success and uh we'll see where it takes you. Thank you so much. Um, also, thanks for for uh, yeah having me here. It's uh, it's a pleasure, and I also really enjoy listening to your podcast. And I, that's why I'm really happy to be here yeah. as well. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. 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 Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.